Hello, it is Tuesday, April 20th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the daily Come On Now MMA podcast. So let me get my notes here. I start off with the uh, Dracar Close, Jeremy Stevens incident, stupidity, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to go with stupidity. So if you recall, during the face-off for the fight that was supposed to be the co-main event of UFC Vegas 24, Jeremy Stevens thought it would be wise to shove Dracar Close. While he did, when he did this, uh, Close was not fully hydrated, and so the shove caused, I guess, from reading the report, a uh, kind of a whiplash effect on Close's neck, and so he had a sprained neck and a concussion because of that, because of the shove. I said that Close should opt for uh, legal remedy for lost wages, the injury, and potential lost wages going forward because we don't know how long he's going to be out. He could miss more than one fight because of this. He could have to retire because of this because it's a brain injury, and it was a brain injury while I'm going to assume dehydrated because it was after the weigh-ins. And so we don't know the full uh, amount of damage that was done. All we know is that the report said sprained neck concussion, and the fight was scratched. So at the very least, Close lost a, a payday from, from this event because of Stevens. And you don't get paid. Technically, you don't get paid for the uh, for the stare down. So why are you trying to fight during the stare down? You get you get to fight the next day if you got a problem with the guy. You're locked in a cage with him the next day. Deal with it then when you actually get paid. So I don't know what Stevens was thinking. It was a dumb move for any reason. It shouldn't have been done. Um, and I wrote about this on Bloody Elbow, and I spoke about it here on the podcast. So if you want to look at either of those, just um, give a search for that. Uh, and so... The UFC representative at the time uh, at the stare down was matchmaker Sean Shelby. And instead of really digging into the the incident, Dana White, as is his want, threw Shelby under the bus. Um, and from an interview that White did with Aaron Bronstetter of TSN, Bronstetter asked if, um, you know, if there were going to be repercussions. That was not answered, really. Instead... White focused on placing the blame on Shelby, which isn't a shock because it's a, a way for him to get the conversation away from the fighter who is responsible and place it on Shelby, who was not responsible for this in any way. But, you know, God forbid Jeremy Stevens take the blame for something he's done. Uh, so here's what White had to say. There is a rule. That's why we're there, which isn't true. That's not why they're there. Sean Shelby missed that one. Sean and I see thing, this thing differently. I saw it on social media and called him immediately. I saw the thing happen on social media, and I called Sean, and I was like, where was your head on that one? He was coming in hot, and it's Jeremy Stevens. He's a savage. I mean, we're not standing there to look good and take pictures. We're there to make sure that doesn't happen. First of all, there's a rule, according to White, so... They shouldn't have to be there to make it happen. A professional athlete shouldn't put his hands on another person outside of a sanctioned fight. So Stevens is to blame here. Don't put the blame on Shelby. Put the blame where it deserves to be, and that is on 
Jeremy Stevens. Second, the question didn't get answered because is there are there going to be sanctions against Stevens? Nevada State Athletic Commission did not answer that. Dana White did not answer that. So if there's a rule and a rule is broken, what are the repercussions for that broken rule? Anything? Nothing? Remains unanswered. I would think at the very least, Stevens should be suspended. Would it be a useless suspension? Sure. If you want to send a message, the easy thing to do in this situation is you release Jeremy Stevens because the man hasn't had a win in years, so it's not like you're going to miss him all that much. But Dana White seems to have a soft spot for Jeremy Stevens because he's a quote-unquote savage, and you can take that for what it's worth. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that gets you, but I guess it gets you the appreciation of a knucklehead like Dana White. What had bothered me the most about all this, though, is the stupidity of White in this case. So Stevens was dumb to do to shove him, one hundred percent. But White was dumb as well for this next statement. Asked about rebooking the fight, White didn't offer really any um, words of encouragement to Close or anything of that nature. All he said was, "Of Close, he's a young, healthy guy. He'll get better, but it's unfortunate, and, and it should have never happened." Well, first of all, he might be a young and healthy guy. Uh, and he, from all appearances, he is a young and healthy guy. But the injury happened while he was dehydrated. And it's a brain injury. So White does not know if Close is going to get better. He can assume he will get better. But concussions and careers. Concussions can affect lives. Concussions affect everyone differently. This isn't a bruise. This isn't a broken leg. This isn't anything of that nature. This is a brain injury, a brain injury that happened when someone was dehydrated. So for White to offer any comment on this other than we'll have to see when he gets better, if he gets better, we'll figure it out then. Hopefully he gets better. Is out of line. Don't offer a a brushed off comment on a brain injury should not be done should not be done by a man who is a fight promoter white did everything wrong in this conversation he moved the conversation away from close and put it on shelby which not a shock and then he made the just dumb assumption that close is going to be better don't know that we don't know that we should be asking questions. Is Stevens going to pay for any of this in any way? And what's the UFC doing for Dracar Close as far as his care goes? We don't know that. We don't know any of that. All we know is Sean shall be bad. Dracar Close will get better. It's a brush off. It was, and White should be pushed further on this when, when the media gets a chance. Will that happen? I don't know. But if he, every time he tries to, to, to move these questions in a different direction, someone should call him on it. Or if it doesn't happen at the time just because it's not within the time frame that, say, Bronstetter had here, he needed to move on, well, then follow up. Someone can follow up this weekend. Someone should follow up this weekend. Is that going to happen? I don't know. I hope it does, but there's no guarantees. Um. So, in the aftermath of this Jake Paul, Ben Askren fiasco, 
a lot of folks have been calling out Jake Paul. A lot of UFC fighters have been calling out Jake Paul. In response to that, Dana White said, why don't you go fight a fucking boxer? And this was to Jake Paul, I guess, via Yahoo Sports. What the fuck do these guys keep talking to USC guys for? I'm going to have to slap them with another fucking legal letter. These fucking idiots, go talk to fucking boxers. What are you doing? From what I see, it's more UFC fighters talking to Jake Paul than it is Jake Paul talking to UFC fighters. And the reason for that is simple. Ben Askren made a half a million bucks for that fight. Very, very, very few UFC fighters make a half a billion bucks for a fight. So the reason is Dana White's not paying his fighters what they can get for these thriller fights, for these one-off boxing matches that are relatively meaningless and are just kind of freak show fights. So White should look inward, not outward, when things like this happen. He shouldn't look at Jake Paul. He shouldn't look at the boxers. Are boxers calling out fighters, MMA fighters? Sure. But who do you think needs that fight more? Who do you think wants that fight more? It's the UFC guys. They're not getting paid. They're not making anywhere near what they can make for this. Ben Askren said this was the biggest payday of his career, and he didn't even take pay-per-view points. UFC fighters are going to keep calling out boxers because boxing pays more than UFC. Francis Ngannou wins UFC heavyweight title. Who's the first person he calls out? Tyson Fury. Why? Because the Tyson Fury fight would pay him more than the John Jones fight. Conor McGregor is champion. Who does he call out? Floyd Mayweather. Why? Because he made more in that Floyd Mayweather fight than he'll make in his UFC career combined. Probably even after the UFC put their hand in his pocket and made the most they would out of out of one fight card in the year that that fight took took place. Dana White's delusional if he thinks that these UFC guys are are not looking for these fights. 100% they are. 100% they are. Because 99% of the UFC fighters will never make that $500,000 in one fight that they can make by by stepping into the ring with Jake Paul or another boxer. And if Ngannou gets say if Ngannou would get that Tyson Fury fight, he will not make in his MMA career what he would make in that one fight. The the crime here and the shame here isn't the the UFC fighters calling for this. It's the UFC fighters not getting paid and and begging for these fights so they can get paid. Again, this is White moving the conversation the way he wants it. He wants to imply that these guys are just calling out UFC fighters left and right. Maybe some of them are calling out UFC fighters left and right. But the reason the UFC fighters are getting in the conversation is because the money is there for them if they fight in these boxing matches. Maybe Dana White should be looking at the paydays and elevating them enough that, you know what? It's not worth it for a UFC fighter to get in this conversation. Maybe that's where the conversation should be. But White knows best, and it's nothing it has nothing to do with him not paying these guys shit. It has something to do with the boxers calling out the UFC fighters. Come on now. He knows better than that. So, UFC 261. 
Dana White is, uh, it's sold out and no face coverings are necessary for the event. And the UFC is, I think bragging would be the wrong word here because it's really nothing to brag about, but they are partnering with some, um, with clear UFC, uh, clear. And I guess it's an app of some sort where you are asked some questions and you answer those questions and then this is for ticket holders and then you are let in or denied um, access to the event. Now, there's nothing to say that you can't lie on this question, but, you know, it's, it's, this, is, this is the worst kind of uh, show of the UFC. At least when fighters were, and staff were getting COVID-19 tests and temperature checks, you know, that was a show in and of itself. But it was done with some kind of goodwill and, and good intentions in mind. This is just, you know, this is the, we, can't, we, we could do nothing. We're going to do one step better than nothing and ask you some questions. And what this does isn't provide safety for the uh, the UFC. It provides a cover your ass. If someone lies, well, we ask them if they had been in touch with in 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 close proximity to someone that had COVID nineteen. They said no. They lied. And another thing that covers their ass, and this is the one that truly covers their ass, is what it says on the back of the tickets. And this is why. The UFC doesn't really give a shit. Uh, White gave an interview and he said that all the staff for the UFC are are vaccinated, which is great, is is good, and and should be done. So they're vaccinated. So if they even get sick, they'll get sick perhaps, but they won't get deathly ill, which is the the, the function of the vaccine. But. This is why White doesn't care if you wear a mask in the arena. This is why White doesn't care if you lie on the on the on the app. This is why White doesn't give one shit about the fighter, about the uh, media, or the fans that are going to pack into this arena in Florida. And this is why Florida doesn't care either. It's because the tickets on the back of the tickets, and this is from uh, Bloody Elbow, says. Attendance at the event may lead to exposure to COVID-19 and that contraction of COVID-19 may result in severe and permanent damage to the health of the holder and or others, including but not limited to death, fever, weight loss, irreversible pulmonary, respiratory and or neurological system damage, loss of taste or smell, mental or emotional distress, temporary or permanent disability, loss of income, loss of employment, loss of financial or other opportunities, medical expenses, which may or may not be covered by insurance, cleaning expenses, mandatory self-quarantine, loss of licenses, and similar approvals by any regulatory or self-regulatory body to which the holder or any of the releasing parties is subject. Investigation and or prosecution by civil, criminal, or other regulatory authorities and other harms and lost opportunities, blah, 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 blah. So if you get sick and or die, tough shit, you should have read the back of the ticket. The UFC is not responsible for you, to you or for you in one bit. One dollar, nothing. You get nothing. You get a letter from the UFC's legal department that says, should have read the back of that ticket. So that's why the UFC is, this is all 
a show. It's all a, a, a drama. The UFC has the people it cares about, its employees, maybe not its contractors, but its employees vaccinated. And it's not requiring, requiring anyone who steps into that arena to show any proof of vaccination, any proof that they're not ill. It's just asking. And when you get in, we're going to give you a mask. You don't have to wear it, though. Because if you read the back of your ticket, our asses are covered. The UFC is, is a smart enough organization to know what it's, what it's doing here. It's, it's putting all the onus on the fans and removing it from Jacksonville, the UFC, and Florida. You get sick, it's your fault. Tough shit. Should have known better. Is it dirty? Yep. Is it a surprise? Nope. So we'll see how this all shakes out. What we do know is the UFC is going to walk away with clean hands, at least in their minds, by claiming that they did everything legally that they needed to do. Which, I mean, technically that's true. But morally, not even close. And speaking of morally, so Florida uh, passed an anti-transgender bill and here's the headline from the Orlando Weekly. Florida House passes anti-transgender bill that would allow for genital examination of high school athletes. Um, so the story says the Republican-dominated Florida House on Wednesday, and this is from last week, passed a bill that would ban transgender females from playing on girls' and women's high school and college sports teams, with Democrats arguing the measure is purely political. And I agree with that. So... I asked the UFC if they had any comment about going to Florida while this gets passed. I got no response. I didn't even get any acknowledgement. And again, that's not a shock because this is not going to stop the UFC from going to Florida or any state that has a, uh, has a law like this. And the reason is because the UFC doesn't really give a shit about this. It pays lip service to it during Pride Month. They'll have their their rainbow shirts and they'll act like they give a shit but when you ask them if they really give a shit, if they're going to do anything about this bill, if they're going to say, you know what, we're not going to go to a state that has an anti-LGBTQ law, an anti-trans law, we're not going to go there because it, it doesn't represent our, our morals. Well, come on now. We know the UFC doesn't have many morals whatsoever. And the silence on this, because it just happened, is incredible. It's deafening. So next time the UFC rolls out some rainbow-printed merch and says it's sharing some of the profits with LGBTQ uh, groups, keep in mind, when the rubber hit the road and they could have done something, done something more substantial, like saying, we're not going to go to Florida because of this law, they did nothing, they said nothing, they kind of acted like it didn't even happen. So keep that in mind. UFC doesn't give a shit. It only gives a shit when it's good PR. And right now, this is uh, not good PR. So they're going to ignore it. But when Pride Month rolls around, they'll have some merch and they'll hand out some money. And some people will be happy. But other people will remember when they could have done something that really mattered and made a real statement. They said and did nothing.
keep that in mind. Um, I don't know what's going on here with Conor McGregor, but his manager says that if McGregor beats Poye in this rematch, that he's the logical uh, next one up for the lightweight title. And I would say, mm, really? Because Conor McGregor is, if he wins, is 2-2. Two and two, And that goes back to his win over Eddie Alvarez, which, when was that even? 2018? Is it? Let me pull it up here quick. So, and I'm speaking strictly lightweight. So if he beats Poirier in this rematch, he's going to be 2-2. Two and two. And, oh, I'm sorry, I gave him two extra years. He beat Alvarez in 2016, won the title, got stripped of the title uh, for inactivity. Lost to Habib in 2018, beat Cerrone at welterweight in 2020, and lost to Poirier in 2021, January 2021. So if he wins, he's going to be 2-2, two and two, dating back to November 2016. So a 2-2 two and two record is not worthy of a title fight when one of those wins was in 2016 and the other one was in 2021. Come on, man. Come on. We know he's going to get the title fight, but don't say he deserves the title fight because deserves has nothing to do with it. The only thing that has anything to do with it is that he can make a shit ton of money, and if he wins, it'll make even more money. But then, is he going to defend it? Because if you count how many titles... McGregor has defended that would in the UFC that would be zero he's defended zero titles so let's look at this in a big picture he doesn't deserve a title shot with a two and two record but he's going to get it and if he gets it does he defend it or does he use that as a, a launch launching pad to get a another welterweight fight or another boxing match because he gets the titles and it's on the bigger and better things doesn't defend him. So we'll see what happens. Look, I know he's going to get the title fight. And I also know he doesn't deserve the title fight. But let's not play games. Let's just say, call it honestly and say, yeah, he's going to get the fight because it makes money. Don't don't sugarcoat it. Don't lie. Everyone can see through it. I think that's the point that bothers me the most is everyone's just full of shit and, and talking deserves. Deserves ain't got nothing to do with the UFC. And on that note, I'm going to call it a day. And until tomorrow, everyone stays safe.